Hi, I'm Brenda Burns, and this is the Vienna Assembly of God Sermons Podcast. Thank you for listening. It's an honor to share this time with you. Learn more about the ministries of Vienna Assembly of God at ViennaAG.com. Please leave your comments and reviews on the platform where you're listening. And now for today's message. The story we tell, we're going to move into the message, and the scripture readings that we have today are, are as, we, as I've told you, we are uh, practicing a rhythm now of reading the scriptures from the lectionary, and I have printed them out for those that are here in the room. You've got a printout of them. Those of you that are worshiping from online, I sent the references in as this morning's a part of this morning's email, and so you have those. And then we'll be presenting the we'll be displaying as we read. But the reason I wanted to give them to you in advance is I want to ask you to do something for me, which is this: as we're reading through these scriptures, I want you to consider if anything captures your attention. So I want to ask you to make a mark next to the phrase or verse that kind of sparks for you. And following the reading, we're going to observe silence for a moment to allow that to, for you to have a moment to just ponder that. So please, I'm going to ask those that are here to read along and don't... Um, you know, you know how it is when you're reading and all of a sudden you, you have to go back and say, what did I just read? I have to go read that paragraph again. So this is, we're going to exercise attentiveness for just a moment. Pay attention to the word of the Lord and let's see if anything lifts from this, these readings for you. We're going to begin with the Old Testament reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 35. Verses 1 through 10. Even the wilderness and desert will be glad in those days. The wasteland will rejoice and blossom with spring crocuses. Yes, there will be an abundance of flowers and singing and joy. The deserts will become as green as the mountains of Lebanon, as lovely as Mount Carmel or the plain of Sharon. There the Lord will display his glory, the splendor of our God. With this news, strengthen those who have tired hands, and encourage those who have weak knees. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear, for your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. And when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer, and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. Springs will gush forth in the wilderness and streams will water the wasteland. The parched ground will become a pool and springs of water will satisfy the thirsty land. Marsh grass and reeds and rushes will flourish where desert jackals once lived. And a great road will go through that once deserted land. It will be named the Highway of Holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will be only for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. 
Lions will not lurk along its course, nor any other ferocious beast. There will be no other dangers. Only the redeemed will walk on it. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. Next, a reading from Psalms 146, verses 5 through 10. But joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He made heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. He gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord loves the godly. The Lord protects the foreigners among us. He cares for the orphans and widows, but he frustrates the plans of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever. He will be your God, O Jerusalem, throughout the generations. Praise the Lord. On your printout is a second option, and we're not going to read that aloud today, but that is a part of the Magnificat, and we may be reading that again in another service before uh, Christmas. But let's move down now to the New Testament. James chapter 5, verses 7 through 10. Dear brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Consider the farmers who patiently wait for the rains in the fall and in the spring. They eagerly look for the valuable harvest to ripen. You too must be patient. Take courage for the coming of the Lord is near. Don't grumble about each other, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. For look, the judge is standing at the door. For examples of patience in suffering, dear brothers and sisters, look at the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. And lastly, from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 2 through 11. John the Baptist, who was in prison, heard about all the things the Messiah was doing. So he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting? Or should we keep looking for someone else? Jesus told them, Go back to John and tell him what you have heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cured. The deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began talking about him to the crowds. What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a weak reed swayed by every breath of wind? Or, or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? 
No, people with expensive clothes live in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way before you. I tell you the truth. Of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist. Yet even the least person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he is. This is the word of the Lord. We're going to observe silence for just a moment, and I want you to contemplate whatever stood out for you. And, and then we're going to uh, move to next. Oh God, we thank you for your word. It is nourishment to us. We gather around it at this moment. And I pray that your word to us today will bear much fruit. Help us to have minds open to receive what you're saying, hearts that are good ground for the seed of the word. And we trust you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Does anybody desire to share what stood out to you? No pressure, but I want to make this an option. If there was something that really captured your attention that you would like to share with the folks that are here. And those of you, thank you, those that have already texted uh, Passing the Peace. If something stood out to you, I can, I can see it if you want to let me know. All right, we're a quiet group today. You got something? So I'm going to repeat as best I can, since we don't have a, a roaming mic out here, but the reality of the promise of restoration and healing that are in these verses, that Pastor Craig has had a year of some challenges physically. And so just trusting God that, and to be patient while we wait for the promise to be fulfilled.
And, you know, we still have this empty manger back here before us as a part of the reality of this. This is the theme, this patient waiting, this building, this faith to hold on and know that even though right now it's empty, (laughs) even though right now we're not seeing everything the way we want to see it, that we can still believe and still trust. So, amen, amen. Anybody else? Well, I want to share with us just a moment, just about the reality of the mystery of the Incarnation. The Incarnation is an event in time and space. The story that we tell as Christians is basically dependent on this. Jesus Christ... Son of God, creator of the world, came to dwell in the world he created as a creature, fully man, and yet fully God. The space and the time that we inhabit is crowded with philosophies and opinions and ideas that attempt to explain our existence and to figure out what all that means. And in my studies, I've I've been studying a little bit about some of these philosophies, and I don't feel um, able to tick them off and and, and to to explain them all. But here's a common reality. Um, Becca's coming home from college. She's done a whole semester on philosophy of naturalism. And and the reality of some of the philosophies of men, they're going to have some kernels of truth within them. But what they keep attempting to do is pull ourselves out of the creation as though we could observe it separate from it and interpret it as though we're not a creature. (laughs) And there is somebody like that, but it isn't us. We are not God. (laughs) We cannot pull ourselves out and then define all about the world as though we're not the part of it and that we're not and that we're not creatures ourselves but God himself chose to enter time and enter space because of his love for us and we will never figure out the mysteries of life outside of Jesus We will not find the answers we are seeking outside of Jesus. He is the center of history. Time, which was created by God, (laughs) time was reoriented at the incarnation. Instead of an endless cycle, 
of thing, bad things happening with no hope. Jesus coming inserted hope at the core of history. And then you can look at that and look back at the prophecies that said he was coming and see how it was pointing forward. And we can look at that and see how it moves us forward to the end of all things because he inserted himself into time and into space. The creator God, the initiator of all time, came to redeem time. And the King of kings and the Lord of lords is establishing the new heavens and the new earth for the end of time. And, and we are called to be patient in the middle of all this. We are called to live in rhythms of grace. And so throughout this year, we've talked about some of that. We have, we have talked about learning to establish rhythms of Sabbath. We have talked about rhythms of lament. We have talked about rhythms of um, coming to worship and, and being together in worship. And this is a part of living out this life that move us forward in God's kingdom with a destination in mind. Hope is connected to this reality of knowing that there is an end. If it's, if it's just an endless cycle, there's not hope. But if we know there's an end, if we know that we're going somewhere, there is hope. And Jesus Christ himself is the destination. He is where we are headed. As the Apostle Paul said, I strive that I may know Christ, putting all things else aside. This is where we are going, is to know him. But here's the thing to consider. Christ's coming was physical. It was real. If you get yourself exposed to a philosophy or a teaching that tries to suggest that Christ was just a spirit, that's a false teaching. It's important for us to understand Jesus came in the flesh. He felt pleasure. He felt pain. He ate and drank, experienced thirst and hunger. He probably, like every baby on earth, cried when he was hungry. <laughs> he probably let the parents know it's time to change the diaper, okay? He was real. He got sore muscles. He needed sleep. We read of stories where he was so physically exhausted. He was literally sleeping on a boat, sloshing with water in the middle of a storm, and they had to shake him awake. He was so exhausted. He was physical. He was literally here. As we contemplate the mystery of incarnation, we, I can't, it's hard to fathom. I cannot understand how it all, this reality of fully God, fully man. And yet it is the mystery that we must accept. We cannot 
in the natural explain a virgin birth. And yet it is the reality that God came as a human, even without being able to fully understand it we accept it as part of the story we tell and this it it is crucial jesus emmanuel god with us i want to i we're going to move into communion here in just a moment but i want to share one other thing that craig was sharing with me yesterday and we might have a chance for you to fully more fully expound on this later but he was in his readings contemplating this patience and the reality that the Holy Spirit now lives in us. God with us. But, he, but the focus was on this reality. He lives in us. He doesn't just hover. <laughs> he doesn't just, you know be inactive, passive. He's hanging out. He's living. He's doing stuff. He's working inside of us. And the part of the mystery of the incarnation is that Jesus, God, when he then ascended to heaven, sent the Holy Spirit, poured out on all. We are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. He's living in us and he's at work in us. So this idea of being patient, this idea of holding on, of enduring, don't ever approach that as like your own by yourself effort. Figuring out how to, you know, suck it up good enough to be patient enough or how to walk this walk out. By, we, we, Jesus never, ever intended for us to feel alone in this. What did Jesus say? I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Jesus is still with us in the Holy Spirit. And this is a part of the reality. When we suffer, most especially when some kind of physical suffering is happening for us, this is when the doubts rush in. This is when the, is God who I thought he was? Do I believe in what I've always understood? And I want to encourage us that through faith in Jesus Christ, he is at work in us to establish us, strengthen us, help us to remain patient as we look for his return. Amen? Amen. So we're going to cap this off with receiving communion together and today the way we're going to do it um everybody i believe received elements as you came in rachel's going to come and we're going to sing a worship song that is a christmas song one of the verses carries us into the pondering of the crucifixion of our savior 
And as we know, as we receive the elements, Jesus said, you do this in remembrance of me, as he did on the night when he was betrayed. And he gave them bread and he gave them wine. The bread is my body, which is broken for you. The wine is his blood, which was shed and brings the new covenant to us. So what's going to happen is we're going to move into this worship song. And then I'm going to direct you at a certain point in the song to go ahead and receive your elements. And then we will finish from there. All right? So that's what we're about to do. we continue playing, you may receive your elements. Do 
once more. want to invite you to stand and I really want you to sing out on this verse okay let's all stand together Thank you. 